0: and how it affects your home and your real estate investments. Real Estate Chalk Talk is where you learn the science of buying and selling real estate and the art of living in your home. Your education
1: begins in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... Hey, welcome to the program. This is your real estate Chalk talk and we're broadcasting live from the legendary Rack Shack Barbecue Studio in Egan, Minnesota. Hitnergroup.com, H I T T N E R group, all one word, hitnergroup.com 612-627-8000. 612-627-8000. That's the big number to call. That's the place that you want to go to hitnergroup.com. Check out search for home, set up your favorite search and uh, you'll get notified instantly when that new house comes on the market and give you a chance to get out there. Or give us a call, 612-627-8000, because we got the inside scoop on a lot of stuff that's coming soon and coming uh, on the market that you don't know about. No one else does either. We'll be happy to share that information with you. Maybe it's a good fit. Okay, so we are coming into spring of the year. Wonderful wonderful spring weather lots of uh this week with the rain it's been really great because the yards are everything is greening up we were driving out uh, went down to northfield the other day to look at a house down there and meet some clients and uh, we just noticed that we're going through all the fields greening up now mm-hmm. it's all getting nice and green it's great my pond has actually got some water Your pond is green pond is that not <laughs> green yet that green. comes in july <laughs> <laughs> But it's actually got some water in it. I was starting to feel sorry for the ducks; they were kind of walking around down there, getting stuck in the the mud. mud. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, I had so my dog gets up at four o'clock in the morning. Why? I don't know why. She does. (laughs) What happens when you get old? Yeah, and she so and she starts whining and whining. seniors up already. Bye, Mario. So I let her out this this morning, and uh, she runs out and does her deal. Come back in, and she's and she. Uh, you know, has her breakfast and uh, her treat and all that stuff. And then after a while, then she's got to go back out again and go take a dump, right? So she's out there, and all of a sudden I hear this. (laughs) What in the heck? I know it's not a squirrel because it's still dark outside, so they're not out there yet. So I go chasing out there, and there's a coyote right outside and on the other side of the fence, and they are nose to nose (laughs) on one side of the fence or the other. So I just were running right at the coyote, you know, and uh, he sees this big white thing coming at him because I got a white robe on. So he sees this big white thing coming at him. So he, he kind of moves off a little bit, just just over on uh, still still on the, on our side of the pond, but just you know see safe if he, distance safe distance away. And then so I just kept moving towards him. And eventually, just walked off and kind of went back into the woods. You didn't out spook there, him,
0: though, huh? He didn't care. He
1: didn't much spook. I mean, he, he, I kind of figured that if I start climbing over the fence, he might bolt. But he—you <laughs> he didn't want to get hung up, though. On I your didn't want to get there. No kidding. That would have <laughs> been something. <laughs> I'd been hanging else. there, he'd have been chewing click, on my click. leg. But yeah, that's so. If you have got pets out there, they're out and about the, mm. and uh, you know, be careful about that because uh, they can jump over a lot of fences and they'll be in and out of there in no time at all with your chickens, Keith. <laughs> yep.
0: mm-hmm. That's cool. A uh, wildlife sighting. A
1: little wildlife sighting at uh, 4 a.m. What were
0: you doing down in Northfield?
1: Down Northfield, I was looking at a, a Frank Lloyd Wright-style house. Uh, so a prairie-style, mid-century house, all original. The house was built like a commercial building. Mm-hmm. So it's very, a lot it's, of concrete? yeah. So the, it's, you know, the flat roof lines and, and all that stuff, the big carport, port, all windows, transom windows, above lots of wood inside. But then they, it's a rambler. So on the lower level, of course, its, it's house is big. So there's five bedrooms downstairs. And then, and then you go upstairs, and then there they have the gathering areas. Real interesting. Big kitchen, two fireplaces. And, uh, and the floor of the second f- floor, the main level, is actually concrete. So they put steel gr- steel girders mm-hmm. on, the, on the floor and then laid the, laid the uh, planking and then poured concrete over it, and they've got the thing around. I mean, I said, your whole downstairs is a bomb shelter or, <laughs> or a tornado shelter. Sure. All you got to do is go downstairs because there's nothing. So when
0: those sirens go off the first Wednesday of the month, they're covered.
1: That's right. Just stay in bed because that's where all the bedrooms <laughs> are. Just, sleep, just roll over. Nice. um pretty interesting it's got a uh uh tar and gravel roof on it brand new so you got a forty five year roof on that place yeah but uh it's uh, tar and gravel
0: so yeah. it's good for like growing weeds and stuff or? no no
1: no no they don't grow weeds on there
0: but but it's An errant maple leaf uh won't seed. do a thing,
1: won't do a thing because the tar in there's you know <clears throat> toxic it'll knock her it down they got the aluminum sulfate down there it knocks all that down That's great Okay. So what have you been up to, Keith Reno? Uh,
0: working through transactions. I mean it's that busy time of year, mm-hmm. so um, fighting through multiple offer situations, I suppose. That's
1: I had an interesting thing this week. We talked about the fall off rate. In real the, estate fa- f- agents re- or well no or just in transaction fall off rate. It's about yeah. three times above normal. Uh, for people are are to jump in. And part of it is the the mindset of the buyers right now. Uh, age groups and stuff like that—they just have a little different mindset than, than uh, maybe the baby boomers did when they bought. Um, expectations run a little higher, I think, and then because of the nature of the market, where people are having to make decisions so quickly, mm-hmm. and then they buy remorse. Mm-hmm. So keeping the thing together—if you're—if you're like and in this case, it was our listing. And uh, so you don't have any control over the buyer. But they came in. We had nine offers on the property. They were the highest offer. Good offer, uh, appraisal guarantee on it, good money down. Everything just looked good all the way yeah. around. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they bailed after, after three Was days. Was it their first one? Probably.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. so I think mm-hmm. that, you know, a lot about controlling the flow of the traffic of the listing is important to that too. Because the reason that I do it, the reason why I don't want 45 people in the house is that, in, on my listing, and I want as many showings as I can, right? Mm-hmm. But I want to limit the number of showings so that when the buyer does come and look at the house, they get their half hour. Mm-hmm. They're not forced to make a decision right. with 45 people in the house. Right. So that I know that everybody that saw the house, I know they all got the same kind of time yep. in the home together. Not that it's a, it's they're the only people in there, but it's limited to the amount of people that are in there. Because when you are in there with 45 people, and you do make that offer, you're going to feel more like, yeah, did I really see that house? Uh-huh. Did I have, you know, the opportunity to really look through it and I'm I'm not having an inspection a lot mm-hmm. of times now. Like I got uh, eighteen offers on a property, and I think six of them had inspections. Eighteen. Mm-hmm. The other twelve did not have home inspections. So, do you automatically disqualify people who actually want to have their home ins- the home inspected that they're going to buy? Not automatically. No. no. So, the most okay. the highest amount of offers I've received this spring is twenty four, and it was on uh, a listing last week over Easter. So, we put the house on the market on Thursday. We backed it up a day. Typically, we're hitting Friday doing some coming soon action and beforehand. You know, getting the buzz out there, get the showings loaded right. up. We moved it to Thursday, and so we had 124 showings, something like this, wow. or 126 showings from Thursday through Saturday morning until 10 a.m. So that's so many showings, right? And so you're managing all those showings and the flow of the traffic and all that, and then you get offers. So we got 24 offers, so to just to go through 24 offers and say, okay, you know, which ones are the top five? I mean, mm-hmm. we basically select top five, and we're not all automatically eliminating. Because of inspection, because I mean, what can seriously be wrong with the house? It has to be something significantly Mm -hmm. wrong with the house. So, as a buyer comes through and they say no inspection, that's great because it just removes one of the contingencies. (laughs) Do you have a Mm -hmm. question? Well, I'm curious how you get from 24 to 5? Right. Price. I mean, we look at the price. Price. Sure. I mean, if the house is on the market for, let's just say, 330 and you're getting offers at 350 and 360, that's fantastic in a vacuum. But then you have people that are offering. 380, 385, 370, 375. And so you're going to pick your top 5, right? Mm-hmm. And so you pick your top 5. Hopefully those top 5 prices also have great down payments and they're reducing contingencies. So most money, obviously. Right. Um, reduced contingencies is right. going to be next. All right. And then financing is right in there too. Like what type of financing, how much are they putting down, what's the earnest money, and, you know, and all those And most money is not necessarily- at. No, we accepted an offer on one property that was $15,000, I'm 11 sorry, it was $11,000 less in sales price, but there are so many nuances to these purchase agreements. Mm-hmm. In this particular case, the the buyer was paying some of the seller's fees. So the buyer's paying seller closing costs. You know how the old, the old we'd always say, Seller to pay buyers closing costs yep. of. People are making offers and saying, oh. "Buyer to pay seller's closing costs of," right? So it reduces the sales price, removing more concern of an appraisal issue. So the sales price is here. The buyer's fees are just being increased, right? So the net dollar amount to the seller we're looking at now. What's the net Smart. dollar amount to the seller? Do you have like so, a
1: spreadsheet you throw all these in, Keith, or how do you I do dip, it?
0: Yeah, if when I have that many offers or whatever it may be, I'll I'll put just the those main key points, like our top six things that we look at. Offer one, top six things. Offer two, top six things on all of them. Okay. So we can just see them at a glance and then eliminate. By process of elimination, we select, right? And that's typically how it is. So we're going to head up to break though. This is Real Estate Chalk Talk. More on how this market is impacting buyers and sellers when we return. six one two six two seven eight thousand 627 8000 We'll be right back. Get attack i you oh.